Well, hey there, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show. And today we're going to talk about three ways that you can safely invest in multifamily. And whether this is your first multifamily property that we're talking about, or it's your next property. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. Well, hi, Darren Garman here, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Multifamily Investment Show, the Heartland Multifamily Investment Show. I'm glad you're here. And what I want to share with you in this episode is something that you can use whether you're a beginning investor, let's say you're looking at purchasing, investing in your first multifamily property, or or maybe you're looking at purchasing and investing in your next one. And what we're going to cover today are the three ways to safely invest in your next multifamily property. The first thing actually has nothing, nothing to do with the actual property itself. You know, because a lot of us, we get fixated on bricks, mortar, roofs, parking lot, one bedroom, two bedroom units, et cetera, et cetera. Is it built as an apartment, converted, all that. The first strategy that we're going to use to safely invest in multifamily property has nothing to do with that, but it's something that you need to think of and implement and do and decide on before you do anything else. And it's simply this. Are you going to be an active investor or are you going to be a passive investor? All right, are you going to actively run and manage your property? You're going to be doing the books, you're doing the showings. Heck, maybe you're going to oversee a management company. Are you going to be actively involved in it? Or are you going to be a passive investor? Are you the kind of investor that's like, hey, you know, I want to own my first multifamily or my next multifamily property, but you know, I really don't want to deal with uh, all of the management stuff, tenant law stuff, etc. I'd like to own, get the benefits of owning, but not have to deal with the management process of running it all myself, or maybe even oversee somebody running it. Now, here's the good news. The good news is there's no wrong answer. That's the good news. Okay, so there's no wrong answer. I mean, I have hundreds of clients that own, run, manage, they're into it, nose to nose, toes to toes, day after day, they're running their properties, which is great. I have other clients, other investment partners, as a matter of fact, where they want to be passive. They don't want to have anything to deal with the day-to-day. -day. They want to own it, but they don't want to deal with it. So that's your first decision. Then really starts to direct you towards the right multifamily property for you. Okay, because if I am really just a passive investor, I've probably got my eyes on different types or sizes of multifamily investments, opportunities I could get involved in versus if I'm going to run it, own it, manage it myself. I mean, I'm probably not going to start out by running and owning my very first property being a 350 unit apartment community. Okay, so it really directs your traffic, your traffic in terms of what direction you want to go. All right, so that's number one. Make that important decision. Number two is simply this. Make sure when you are considering a multifamily property, you repurchase that property five to 10 years down the road. What am I talking about? Well, the second safe way of making sure you make a really good investment is to put yourself in the buyer's shoes 
Not now. Of course, now you want to do that, obviously, because you're considering buying or investing. So, I mean, obviously you want to do it now, but also what's the property going to look like in my mind five years from now? What's it going to look like 10 years from now? And in addition to that, and this is important, what's the location? What's the area going to look like five years from now? So let me give you an example. Let's say you're looking at a multifamily property uh, and beside the multifamily property is two other properties and there's graffiti spray painted on the buildings. Okay, there's cars on blocks. There's a bunch of junk all over the place. And actually, it's that way on a lot of properties around the area. Do you think five to 10 years from now, that's going to be a property that's going to have great resale that someone like you is going to want to maybe buy and maybe give you a really good profit for the time, effort, energy, and your work you put into it with what's going on around there in that location? Hmm, I wonder. Or what if there's a bunch of commercial properties next door that are boarded up, windows broken, again, graffiti painted on the buildings, okay? Compare that to, let's say it's an area where there's a bunch of new construction going on around there. The properties next door are well-kept, well-managed, well-maintained. There's no graffiti. Everything is crisp and clean. And oh, by the way, there's a new development starting behind it. And then there's some retail developing going on about a half a mile down the road. Now, I know those are kind of extreme examples, but you want to go through that process with that property that you're looking at and really repurchase it in your mind five to 10 years down the road and answer this important question. Is this the kind of property in the kind of location that someone will want to pay a lot of money for to own five or 10 years down the road? The answer to that, by the way, better be yes. Actually, it better be hell yes. That better be the answer to that question. Okay, if the question is not hell yes, if it's well, maybe, or if it's, well, I don't know, it's looking kind of rough, you already know you need to move on to the next deal. Number three, I find is something that's actually, I think, kind of common sense, but I find a lot of people, because they either get in a hurry, they're really excited, they really want to get the deal done that they kind of skip over, but it's super important that you don't do this. And it's simply this. When you review and you do your own underwriting, your own work on the viability of this multifamily property you're looking at, you're going to be looking at something very important and that's called cash flow. How do you get the cash flow? How do you decide how much the property's cash flowing? Well, you basically, on one side, you take a look at what the rents are, how much income is coming in from the rents. Then on the other side, you take a look at the expenses. What am I paying in expenses if I buy this? Property taxes, insurance, maintenance, utility costs, et cetera. Okay, something that's very important to make sure you've got a thorough, solid understanding on is how much income do you realistically expect from the property and how much your expenses will realistically be. Now, here's what a lot of sellers of apartment communities and even a lot of brokers do. They want to make that property look as good as possible, don't they? Well, how do they do it? Yeah, they may do some exterior things. They may do some things outside to make it look a little prettier. But where they really focus on, on what they want to make look pretty are the numbers. The numbers. So what am I saying? Confirm, trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Take a look at the numbers that you have been given, that have been submitted to you. The rental numbers, the expense numbers. 
you confirm those numbers and make sure what you're being told is what's going on. Are those apartment units really renting for $1,400 a month? Well, you want to make sure you request a rent roll and a rent schedule and also copies of leases to be sure that what you're being told is actually what's going on. Okay, and then on the expense side of things, all right, you want to confirm what are the property taxes? How much am I realistically going to be paying for property and casualty insurance? How much are the utilities really going to be? Am I going to hire someone to do lawn care, snow removal? How much are those items going to cost? Do I have to pay for bookkeeping? Am I going to hire an accountant? How much is that going to cost me? Okay, in addition, is your time worth money? I hope it is because if you plan on managing the property yourself, you darn well better be paying yourself a management fee. You better be paying yourself for that. So at the end of the day, get the numbers, review the numbers that you get from the owner, from the broker, fine. But now it's time to trust but verify. And at the end of the day, if those numbers are close, they don't have to be exact. If those numbers are really close, then sure, you can move forward with a lot of confidence that this is going to be a good deal. But if there's a lot of discrepancy between those numbers, I mean, the broker's telling you those units rent for $1,450 a month, you find they're really only renting for $1,000 a month, and the broker says, oh, yeah, yeah, what I meant was when you take over, you can rent them for $1,450 a month. Well, come on, you should, you should, come on, you gotta tell me that. You gotta tell me these things. How about on the expense side of things? Well, yeah, the utility costs, you find out they're much higher. The insurance cost is much higher than what you're being represented, et cetera. You wanna confirm that. And look, in no way am I saying that an owner's gonna try to put one over on you, so to speak, or a broker's gonna try to put one over on you. But just remember, the goal of a seller of an apartment community and the broker is to make it look as good as it possibly can. And how do they do that? By making the numbers look as good as possible. Going in armed with that knowledge and knowing that that is the case, you will trust, you will verify, and then you'll make your final decisions on the cash flow viability of this property that you're going to purchase and make any decisions that you think are necessary. Do you pay the price the owner's asking? Do you want to go in and ask for a discount, etc.? Okay. So, the three ways that I've described to you are have to be what you do each and every time you purchase a multifamily property. Now, there's more things we could talk about and do, but look, if you do at least these three things, when you buy your first multifamily property or your next multifamily, you're almost guaranteed to have a mistake-free purchase of that multifamily property that will cash flow, build your wealth, and really grow your net worth substantially. If you have any comments, please leave your comments below. I would love to hear from you. And also, if you are into multifamily, multifamily you've decided is a thing you want to focus on right now, hey, you're at the channel of all things multifamily here at the Heartland Multifamily Investment Show. So uh, please subscribe to this channel. You will get a ton, a ton of useful content and useful information.